Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm still vetting our articles because Sam just got on and sent them to me. Oh, Sam sent them to you. Sam always sends me the articles. Interesting. It's, it's weird that he doesn't seem to know what they're about. No, he doesn't read them. The sun is shining but we stay inside. Staying looking for a better life. But I'm going to walk out the light. Hello and welcome to Bruce Day Tuesday podcast episode 289. I'm Sam Ginsberg, and here is... Ah, shit, I forgot to do one. Ah, shit. Uh, I'll do one later. Tyler Dryblad. The forgetting the intro of podcasting, Tyler Dryblad. Yeah, shit. It's too new of a bit for me to do it consistently, too. That's true, that's true. Well... It's a disappointing start, everybody, but thank you for sticking around. Um, welcome to Bruce Day Tuesday. We are going to be talking about Budweiser and Con Men and... The Mario Lopez of podcasting. Mario Lopez of podcasting. Yeah. Are you saying I'm not actually a human being? Uh, sure. Let's go with that. Okay. But anyway, we're talking about those things that I mentioned, and Zach is here for all of this nonsense. Hey... Hey! I, re- I resemble that remark. Waiting for that intro. Okay, good. So this is going to be a real good show. Zach, have you opened your beer? I feel like you're the most prepared right now. I have opened my beer. Um, and would you like me to tell you about it? Please do. So this is a sweet, sweet collab between Dogfish Head and The Grateful Dead. This is American Beauty Pale Ale. Uh, it is a pale ale. Uh, 6.5% ABV. And it is brewed with granola and honey, because get it, Grateful Dead. I remember liking this beer, honestly. It's not bad. Um, Have you had it on the show, or just in real life? I think I had it on the show, like, a while ago. I think, actually, we talked about it on the show, and then I was like, oh, I got it. And then it was actually kind of good. And then Zach got it. And now I've got it. And then Zach got it. Now it's all mine. I mean, that's fine, as long as Zach hasn't had it before. I was actually pleasantly surprised, because I was worried this was actually a Kevin Spacey collab that they were doing. I don't know if you guys did that joke last time it was on the show. It might have been before no, all the Kevin Spacey too nonsense. stupid. <laughs> oh, it's because it's too stupid? <laughs> yeah, I'll say that. But yeah, no, both the bears on the front look to be of age, so nothing, uh, nothing sketchy is going on there. Well, they're drinking, so they better be. They better be. God. Uh, so you want to talk about my beer? Oh, wait, all he said was that it's good? That's it? Well, okay, sorry. Okay, compare it to Jed last week and realize what a great job he did. <laughs> okay, fine, alright Sure, Sam, talk about your beer <laughs> uh, I almost got a spit take out of Zach just now uh, I have Firestone Nitro Merlin Milk Stout Yes uh, And so there's this little list of instructions And one of them is Invert can three times Which I think means Oh, uh, if you couldn't If you could hear that, that's Barley He's joining us in the studio today Uh for Special reasons. guest host of Barley. Yeah, he's not happy about it, so he's going to make noises. But, like, my thought is, should I just throw this in the air end over end and then catch it? Because it seems I like that's... I think it's more of a, like, a one, two, three type deal. Okay, but can I throw it end over end? Yeah, sure, that's what yeah, do. what you want. This is America. Cool. That was definitely more than three. Okay. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> exactly what you thought would happen, happened. It's a nitro. I didn't think it would sprint that much. Uh, it does look really nice coming out of the can, though. Uh, mm. 
I feel like this is gonna overflow. No? Okay. Yeah, that looks real pretty. Too bad I don't really like nitros. Uh, and also now my hands are sticky. <laughs> <laughs> wipe it on the dog. Ah, wipe it on my jeans. I shouldn't have jerked off before recording. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good one. Ah, uh, this kind of works for me. I feel like milk stouts never are as stouty as I want them to be. But I think, despite the fact that I'm always railing against nitro, this is the perfect style for a nitro. Because yeah. when you're thinking about milk, it's smooth, you know? So uh, those two go together. And then... When it finally settles, it's got that really nice just line between beer and foam that I, I mean, I think is nice aesthetically, even though I don't feel like it adds that much. Yeah, that was a description probably. Super. We're getting that great ball rolling as we move further into this episode. I have Heron Brewing Company's Black. It is a black ale, 5.8% ABV. It describes itself as dark as night but drinks like a summer afternoon. That sounds like something a jazz, like, radio DJ would say. I was thinking it sounds like something a sexual predator would say. Mmm, <laughs> that child drinks like a summer afternoon. I'd like to see the Venn diagram of overlap there. It's a lot of... Yeah, pedophiles and, and radio DJs on, like, easy listening stations, I feel like probably, um, even to the fucking kids, are all the way overlapped. It's just okay. one circle with two labels in it. It's very slanderous. <laughs> Take that. Coming after you, Delilah. Uh, so, but yeah, it poured super duper dark. Um, when it originally poured, it had a pretty thick head, but that's all basically gone now. It's pretty much lacy. Bubbles, all different sizes. Lots of different sizes in this glass. What? Zach doesn't listen, so he doesn't have the background for why, oh, Zach, why we talk about, about the bubbles? I'm describing bubbles now. I mean, I like it. I mean, it's it's no whether it's good or not, but well, I do feel well, like it brings a certain genesis quoi. Somebody told actually it was my cousin who also is into beer. He told me that um, apparently the size of the bubbles indicates whether or not it's like you know mass produced or not. If the bubbles are all of uniform size, there's probably some sort of control going on. If you got different sized bubbles, it indicates that it's a uh, whatever. Craft brewed, hand handcrafted, whatever. They don't have it's, that bubble control. It's, it's the same as with bread. Like if you have Wonder Bread, it's like a perfect grid of bubbles. <laughs> as opposed to like if you get the bread at work that they actually bake there, it's like there's weird bubbles in it. Which I think though is sometimes bullshit because they they should throw the slices in the garbage that have like a giant hole in them. And yeah. Like, Excuse me. Uh, I know this is free, but I still think I was ripped off. Yeah. Well, only your first two slices are free. I mean, that's a lot of... I mean, you're getting more bread than that. Like, hey, save some for the rest of us, yeah. okay? So it smells um, a little bit chocolatey, coffee-like, and it tastes... This tastes really like a stout more than, like, a, a black ale. Um, it's really very, very chocolatey, um, kind of malty. It just really... If you if I was blindfolded, I would, I would say this was some sort of chocolate stout. Um, but with that being said, I mean, it's good. It's tasty. I'm just not sure they necessarily achieved what they wanted to achieve. Nerds. Nerds. Stupid Perrin Brewing Company easy listening radio DJ pedophiles. <laughs> oh, okay. Article time. Speaking of... Uh, no, I was going to say speaking of pedophiles, but that doesn't apply to anybody here, which is honestly pretty good. Yeah, so that's pretty good. About, we're, a thousand. We're, you're having a good week. Let's talk about some other crime. Uh, from Kentucky Sports Radio, the other Stephen Foster story. 
Kentucky's craft beer con man. Can we, before we learn about the other Stephen Foster story, can someone tell me the original Stephen Foster story <laughs> yeah. or who Stephen Foster is? Yeah, I don't know either. I was hoping you guys could. I was assuming it was some sort of sportster. Uh, not that I know of. It just looks like a guy. You think that's him? I do think that's him. Yeah. Out there conning people. He looks like a schlub. Well, he's a schlub that's taken everybody's money. You know, like, the haircut that people have who do it themselves in their own home have? Like, he's got that haircut. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, this this article is kind of long, and I'm not going to get into all the details, but basically it's a profile of this dude, Stephen Foster, who likes to go around and pretend that he is a uh, classically trained brewer extraordinaire, and then he just fucking ruins people's breweries Amazing. and takes their money. I don't even know where he started. They list, like, a bunch of different breweries, but um, the one they're primarily concerned with, because this is the Kentucky Sports Radio, is uh, St. Arnold Alery, which was a brewery in Cadiz, Kentucky. They announced in late September 2018 that they were building a new beer garden, and then all of a sudden uh, they went silent. And so when people inquired, they learned that the chief brewmaster, the Stephen Foster dude, had just, like, disappeared, literally disappeared. Like, they went to his house, and everything was just gone, and he had bounced with, like, a whole bunch of money and um, had apparently ruined the quality control of this place. And so they did some research and found that this is, like, a thing he does all the time. He tells people that he knows how to brew beer and, like, opens up breweries with them, but apparently he doesn't at all, and he just makes shit-ass beer and then dips. Okay, so how much... I guess... Brewing beer on a large-scale well is hard. Yeah. But the first time we ever brewed beer, having watched it done once, the beer uh-huh. was fine. It was fine. So I guess my question is, how long do you have to pretend to be able to know something before you kind of figure out how to do it? Like, how is he still not able to brew beer after running the scam a couple of times? Yeah. Like, even accidentally? Well, then, because then he would just actually be a brewmaster. And he would have a job instead of being a hilarious scam artist. I'm just saying, wait, is, is, is his intention to fake it till he makes it and brew beer? Or is this a scam that I don't understand? It's quick money. So it, it says in the article that basically he would go to people. So this company, he went to them and said, basically, if you give me $25,000 up front in like startup cost, I will like work and like make the beer and we'll split beer sales 50-50. So he basically, like, um, classic internet scam of, like, you give me startup money, and then, you know, later down the line, like, you'll see your profit. So they refit their, like, old weird barn with, like, brewery equipment, so they're paying all that that cost, which is honestly still, like, seems like a good plan. Like, they've got the equipment yeah, and stuff. Yeah, they need to hire someone who knows how to use it. And, an and actual so brewmaster. he does brew beer, and by the time they figure out that he's making, like, shitty beer, he just dips and just takes whatever money he's got. Disappears into the night. Yeah. It's a weird scam. Stephen yeah, Foster's it's... Australian for scam. Uh... <laughs> You're going to edit that out. I, th- I think th- I was, before I understood the whole scam, I thought, it's weird to me that they didn't do any checking about this guy. And given the fact that they gave him a bunch of money, it's even weirder. Like, yep. this shouldn't work. You should have, like, a oh, website or, like, be on some other breweries thing, like, or have a resume. Has, references. He has worked for other breweries, and, like, I think he provides evidence of that and leaves out the fact that he fucking scammed the shit out of them. I worked here. Hope they don't call for references. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I it only has to work like once, you know, and then you wind up with that sweet twenty five k. I just wonder how many breweries he tries this on that they go, what? No, fuck off. It's worked on like at least five, according to this article. That's, That's so crazy. crazy. Were they all in Kentucky? No, um, there was one in Florida, uh, um, one in Kentucky. Uh, let's see. This is it's like a it's a long article. There he did a bunch. Um, oh, South Bend, Indiana. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. All places where the public schooling is, is poor. Um, <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> so that doesn't surprise me. Tennessee. Um, yep. Just some slack jawed mountain men getting, <laughs> getting tricked, getting bamboozled and flim flammed. Arizona. What's insane to me is like the quotes in the article, I feel like kind of paint him to be like almost like an Ocean's Eleven style, like suave con man. And then like the picture is the dorkiest, schlubbiest guy. guy. And it's like in no way does that person look like they could even spell charisma, (laughs) let alone possess it. It is like so crazy. They're like, yeah, he's confident and smooth. It's like, there's no way that guy's smooth talking. There's no way. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I, yeah, I, they say that he, like, really knows how to, like, pretend that he knows how to brew beer and, like, talk down to people, but then he consistently makes shite beer. So I wonder, like, how can he speak the language and then also not do it at all? Like, they're like, when are we going to put the yeast in? And he's just, you don't put yeast in beer, idiot. Fucking idiot. And, and then like, and, oh, no. And then these guys are like, wait, what? He's so confident. <laughs> I guess we don't. It's all malt all day. It's like, it's just making malted milkshakes. <laughs> I think that would be better, though, because apparently he just makes stuff that's, like, literally unusable. That's hilarious. I guess yeah. he could probably feed pigs with it or something. Maybe, I wonder if, like, Brewers killed his parents and he's sworn <laughs> revenge, you know, on all the beer industry. Small-town gullible country folk killed my parents. <laughs> Right. So I'm gonna take him for everything that they're worth. <laughs> One at a time. <laughs> He's actually the hero of the story. He's a hero of his own story. He's out here listening to this podcast, being like, "Alright, can't trick those guys, but this is still pretty sweet." Yeah, if he yeah, was what, played by Leonardo DiCaprio, all of a sudden this is "Catch Me If You Can," and he's a super charming dude. That scam was also really easy. He was just peeling stickers off of toys and sticking them <laughs> on the checks that he was typing up. Like, it was insane how easy it was to commit I, check fraud in the '60s. I, I think it just whenever something is new-ish, no one realizes how easy it is to exploit. Like, yeah. I think if right when the internet started, people were like, "Huh." I wonder if I could uh, scam the fuck out of this. There would have happened a lot more. And, like, it did. But it, I think yeah, it could have been so say, much we're more. We're living in the golden age of internet crime. There's never been a better time to steal things on the internet than right now. I mean, I think, like, if dial-up had been better, like, if dial-up, if, like, we had just uh, gone yeah, straight speeds. to now, like, it was almost, dial-up was almost too slow to trick people. You had too much time to think about if you were making a mistake. Like, it's gonna take me a minute and a half to load up this email from this uh, from this Kenyan prince or whatever, right. like, wait a second. Does Kenya have princes? I'll Google this. It'll only take me 25 minutes. It doesn't. <laughs> How did he get my email? Uh, was this <laughs> oh, my God. About, what, did you guys not recognize my internet noise? I know what it was supposed to be. It was uh, real good. Can you do that one more time? No. Um, we need a clean I- one so I can use it as my ringtone. Soundboard. We get the soundboard going. <laughs> Yeah, just send me a one ninety nine in download fees, and okay. you know you can have that. All right. um, but what's really sweet is this doesn't really appear to be like illegal, just super shitty. You know, like 
they hired him and he just did a bad job. Did so, he like I don't not know. sign a contract? The, I don't know. This seems like it must be breach of contract in one way or another. Or just hilarious. It doesn't appear that he's been um, arrested. Well, maybe he hasn't been found? <laughs> he's apparently at some super cuts I mean, nearby. Yeah, this, this criminal mastermind <laughs> of evaded justice. I mean, you were, you were listing all of the different places that he'd done this. If it's always in different states, I can't imagine that this is, like, the type of thing where they're going to extradite back to Kentucky to convict. It would well, take too long for him to write down. Extra what? Nah, just keep them. <laughs> as long as he doesn't try this scam in Texas, they'll send the Rangers after him. Get Walker, yeah, Texas crazy. Ranger. They got nothing else to do. Literally, what do those fuckers do anymore? Like, federal police exist. What's the point of Texas Rangers? I thought we were talking about the baseball team. I got confused. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a lot of baseball and kicking, if, if memory serves. Oh, dear. Okay, super. Let's get out of here. Speaking of super... It is, or it was, depending on how you want to pretend the time is going right now, <laughs> uh, Super Bowl Sunday, uh, we, we recorded early because, Zachary, I believe you are interested in seeing this game of balls. Do you have some sort of plan? I was invited uh, to spend the evening with, uh, with Alan and his girlfriend. Um, Enemy of the show, Alan. Did you say enemy of the show, Alan? Yeah. That's his role? <laughs> yeah. I don't think he knows that, but we keep saying it. All right, perfect. Yeah, enemy of the show, Alan. Oh, speaking of enemy of the show, Alan, he left his gloves here. Can you take them to him? I sure can. Cool. So, yeah, so uh, I was invited over there for Super Bowl things and figured I had nothing better to do, so I might as well do it. And I'm That's curious, right. you know, who's going to have the best commercial? You know? Don't try it, to push it's, me. It's early, I think, still, but nice try. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, uh, while we're talking about the Super Bowl, uh, what's everyone's no. favorite Super Bowl no. snack? No. What? No, I'm no. doing something else. I'm doing something else because you don't want to talk about it. A Super Bowl snack? Yeah, what's everyone's favorite Super Bowl snack? My favorite Super Bowl snack, and I think probably just my favorite, like, hors d'oeuvre in general, pigs in a blanket. Oh, I was just going to say pigs in a blanket. That's absolutely it. Right. Pigs in a blanket is a great answer. I, I, would, I would probably go with wings. Well, wings are good. But we're, we're all, um, to different degrees men with facial hair, which I, I, I often just, I'm like, ugh, I don't want to deal with it today. Like, uh, this week I got ribs, and I was like, uh, I was like, either I can eat these very carefully, or I can eat them as quickly and sloppily as possible <laughs> and go wash my face. See, yeah, I have no problem with, like, ribs or wings. I just get a napkin, you know, I do an occasional wipe. What gets me is soup. Really? You got a hobo beard. I got that hobo beard. I'm getting <laughs> my chin scruff. I think you're. I think you're eating soup wrong. Like he's got flaccid lips that he can't, he can't <laughs> keep it in. I got that droopy lip, and it just kind of <laughs> you know, just water falls out. Oh my god! Yeah, no. I saucy food was when I had like a, a really long beard was the bane of my existence. It was just like such an ordeal. Like at work. Oh, like if you if you're slurping a spaghetti. You're getting red sauce all over your beard. Yep. It was like, well, that's got some sort of sauce on it. Do I want to get that for lunch at work and then be self-conscious literally all day that my face is all gross? Or if I run to the bathroom and, like, wash my face off. Yeah, that's true. Well, I'm a man of industry. I don't have time to be constantly washing my face. <laughs> man of industry. <laughs> a titan of capital. Sam, are you doing anything for, uh, or did you do, I guess, whatever you want for this game? I got a late invite to the same event, but, like, I don't fucking care about these teams like these are two teams that i both want to lose so like i don't want to watch one of them win and celebrate 
So, I understand that, but um, the food, though, bro. Yeah, I can eat food here. That's true. Nobody's I mean, actually, we have, uh, we have some beef stew in the, in the slow cooker right now. Nice. And uh, some taco dip in the fridge. You gonna crank on that puppy bowl? Um, you know the puppy bowl? I don't know when he says crank in this situation. What's it? You mean? Like he means you're gonna masturbate to the puppy bowl. Am I gonna? Are you gonna crank down to that puppy bowl? So we don't have a TV that does channels. So me neither. I would have to I go to a bar and like get them to put the puppy bowl on, which seems weird. Hey, can you put on the puppy bowl? <laughs> I got a lot of money on this thing. God damn it! <laughs> Fuck. You can just make your puppies do the puppy bowl. Uh, yeah, they're probably just gonna nap or whatever. Like, Bartley's got the, the strength, but Citra's got the speed, so... She's got the ferocity. She's got the killer instinct. <laughs> She's got the killer instinct? She scares me sometimes. All right. <laughs> uh, well, okay, now I feel like we've talked an appropriate amount of time between articles. So, speaking of the Super Bowl... Yeah, don't, don't force it on him. He knows what he's doing. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> NewRepublic.com. Budweiser's Super Bowl BS. Now, this is, it seems like an article in the classic Ruth Day Tuesday vein of thinking everything Budweiser does is a conspiracy and bad. Yeah. But I gotta say, I gotta say, Zach, I'm uh, kind of on Budweiser's side here. So, yeah, I know. It's a shocker. It's a shocker. Budweiser is apparently uh, going to air, or did air, whatever, eight commercials during Super Bowl Sunday, and three of them are environmentally themed. They also are trying to change up some of their marketing to uh, emphasize their environmental commitments. Like they are, uh, where does it say here? Blah, blah, blah. Nice. You're going to have to cut this out or not. No, you're doing good. Don't uh, patronize uh, me. Uh, uh, <laughs> Go back to that old lady. Nice. Do you recognize this old lady? Not that old lady, the old lady below. What are you guys looking at over there? Oh, okay. that's what I like. There's a there's a thumbnail of Sarah Jessica Parker's cleavage that we were looking oh. at briefly. Dude, that's that's basically bestiality. Dude, dude, her titty game looks bananas right now. She must be pregnant in this commercial. <laughs> <laughs> she shouldn't uh, be drinking that much, but yeah, they look great. I'm glad. I'm glad. Well, okay. My compliments to the surgeon. My compliments to the Broderick. Jesus Christ. I can't you know he killed some people? Find... Yeah, yeah. He definitely killed like two away? people in Ireland or whatever. How is he still okay? He was Ferris Bueller. He just went, nah, and he just yeah. did, he didn't oh, go. He, he just didn't go to court. Yeah. Yeah, he like hit yeah. them with his car driving on the wrong side of the road. Right. But just like, it seems like these days with uh, like TMZ and all that bullshit, like if you fart and someone catches you, all of a sudden you're not allowed to be in movies anymore. So I don't know how you can murder two people and still be <laughs> successful. Yeah, I mean, he murdered two white people, so it's like, whatever. We got plenty Which of those. Which is honestly the way it should be. Fuck white people. Um, but, uh, so here we go. So Budweiser, yeah, they're like, um, they, they uh, since 2017, have been using Teslas instead of their gas-powered delivery trucks. They're converting all of their U.S. brewery operations to 100% renewable electricity. And by 2025, apparently all of AB InBev's beer brands will be renewable powered so they're doing a lot of green stuff and these commercials are kind of part of their um attempt to emphasize that new republic or at least the author of this article is taking them to task though because of their connection to uh the american legislative exchange council also known as alec and the chamber of commerce these are both kind of conservative business groups that are 
pretty anti-environment. They, you know, look to, to reduce regulation and stuff like that. And AB InBev, I guess, has some ties to them. Like, they were on the list of attendees for Alex's 2017 annual membership meeting. It doesn't really, like, I don't, I don't fucking care that much, though, that they went to some, like, meeting for this group. If they're actually taking steps to make their business more green, then I don't, I don't particularly care that they're talking to these people. Uh, the one thing that does give me pause, though, is that Alec, I guess, had a white supremacist speak at the Yeah, that, that's what I was so, about to say. So that's not good, but, like, they can fucking show commercials if they want. Like, if they're actually being renewable and green, then fine. Brag about it. I don't care. I've long been of the stance that if you want to do good for the sake of it making you look good, uh-huh. you're allowed to do that as long as you do the good thing you said you did. That's yeah, fine. I mean, if you want to do yeah. the right thing for the wrong reason, I don't give a shit. Yeah, Zach. What do you think? You you've been awfully quiet. Yeah. No. I think I I, I think especially with something like climate change, just as long as you're doing the thing, I don't care why you're doing it. If you're right. doing it because you want people to like you or like you're trying to make more money off of it somehow, like I don't care. Like as long as like you're doing it, that's fine. I think this is like a perfect example of a case where it really doesn't matter why. Um, I'll give them credit for doing it. Um, and it seems like they're already getting pressure from a bunch of groups to try to leave, like, Alec as a member, just because of, you know, the whole white supremacist thing. Like, that's the one that really, really gets me. You know, you probably shouldn't be in a group that is down with white supremacy, but, like, it sounds like kind of just another lobbying group, and fucking all businesses deal with all lobbying groups. Like, are you naive, New Republic? Well, it kind of seems like if... You know, we're kind of taking this pessimistic view that they're only doing any of this because it makes them look good. They should stop being a member of ALEC because it makes them look bad. Mm-hmm. That, well, that's also true. Yeah. I mean, they're also... Again, sorry, the article also goes on to kind of just say, like, basically, like, beer crops are going to be affected pretty significantly by global warming. Uh, um, and we talked about, like, barley yield decreasing by, like, up to 17%, um, increasing beer prices. So... I mean, it's in their own best interest to be advocating for some sort of climate change policy. So even if it's self-centered, I'll take it, because my desire for climate change legislation is also self-centered in that I like being alive. Right, right. Yeah, absolutely. I like Uh, living in the middle of nowhere, not uh, beachfront. uh, Well, I was going to say, you guys don't really have to worry about your supply of beer in Cyber City 1. That'll be be well supplied for you, so don't worry. I don't know, you're in QA, I don't know. Cyber City 1. Oh, no, no way. We're done. Is Zach's not making it to the Cyber City 1? Uh, it remains to be seen. Oh, okay. Well, Zach, uh... We haven't discussed him at the meetings yet. Hopefully I don't have to shank you to death in the salt mines. Well, appreciate it. Yeah. But fair's fair. Do what you gotta do down there. I will. Don't don't you worry about that. <laughs> I know. Don't you worry about that. I know what kind of stuff you eat. You'll survive, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so, I mean, um, I'm not... I didn't these um, advertisements but you know what Budweiser as long as you keep on changing to renewable energy and actually walking the walk I don't really fucking care what you put on TV I would be interested to see I feel like this whole it'll be completely renewable by 2020x or whatever I feel like that's a thing I've heard a lot and it's the thing I've been hearing for like years yeah. And I wish I had been saving these to like go back and look at an article from 2013 that says completely renewable by 2019 and be like, right. y'all do that or what? Because no one's going to call them out for this in six years. No one was going to remember this article in six years. That's true. 
Well, you have to title this, look at this article 2-3-2015, or 2025, excuse me, not four years in the past. That doesn't make any sense. I actually also have a, have a message to myself. There's one article that Zach was on uh, about the Olympics that he said he made a bold claim about something having happened in the next Olympics, and I forget what it was, but I have a note to myself to re-listen to that episode for oh, the next no. Winter Olympics. Ooh, I'm going to hold man. you to it if I still remember it. I say so much stuff. I have no <laughs> recollection of what I said. <laughs> I mean, You're you still have notice. three years left to do whatever it is you said you would do. Okay, cool. Oh, is this a, oh, we have to run a bobsled team. We have to sponsor a bobsled. It only costs ten grand. That's what it was, I think. Did I agree to this? I don't you know. said we just now, and I don't feel like this is the type of thing I would <laughs> agree to. I learned from the best. I learned from Stephen Foster. <laughs> I'm a bobsledding coach. Yeah. I just need ten grand. Get a freaking Steven whatever to con his way into starting a bobsled team. Wow, Foster. dude, that's a super good idea. Where'd you come <laughs> up with that one? <laughs> okay. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, man. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I was talking about sponsoring a bobsled, which was way cheaper than I expected. $10,000 is cheaper than you expected? To get your like a picture of you on a bobsled in the Olympics? Hell I guess yeah. it's the U.S. ones are more expensive, like 10K for Yugoslavia or something. Oh, it's Jamaica, dude. I, I'm definitely sponsoring the Jamaican bobsled team if what I can. What you put on the bobsled? I swear we talked about this a year ago, and that's what the what the that's why what I, we had this conversation. But I think that's what it was. But a lot can change in a year. Um, what would you put on there, though? What would I put? I think it's probably me, like naked. Sure. But, like, my dick is just the body of the bobsled somehow. So, it's just... forced perspective or something. It's, like, my legs and, like, my, like, butt or, like, the back. Like, my legs go along the bottom of the bobsled. So it looks like I'm, like, sitting down in almost, like, an L shape. And, like, the idea would be that the bobsled itself was my junk. Uh, so my... just the lower half of you on yeah. the bobsled? And then my face would be on the top. So you could see from the view that it's me. Mine would just say, fuck the Steelers. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I think I would put bong hits for Jesus on there. That is provocative. <laughs> justice, justice for those kids from like 1998. I don't know what he's talking. Is about a Columbine? No. <laughs> um, it, there was like a famous uh, free speech case about these kids that wrote bong hits for Jesus on like a sign at a school event. That's what I was referencing. But you I'm, uncultured swine don't know about. That. I was we were eight. Like eight. Yeah, I was busy. Oh, yeah, sorry. I was sorry, looking at a lot of First Amendment law when I was eight. I was memorizing my Pokemon type matchups when I was eight. You dumb asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Better than you a Pokemon. No, I'm sorry. Sorry for coming at you so hard. No, that's um, fair. Somebody now has to has to grace me with their content. After, okay. After all the hate I just threw at you. So I have a question. Yeah. If they made, like, James Bond a woman, maybe like a female version of James Bond, Jamie Bond. Sure. sure, sure, sure. What would and it it's still like the same level of like sexist. Uh -huh. What are the names of like the male when you like, say the, sex symbols? Like, so when you say the same level of sexist, do, do you still mean swapped? Yeah, but like swapped. So we're not objectifying Jane Bond. We're You're objectifying, objectifying the, the the slam pieces that she's right. crushing like on the daily, uh, and that that stop being characters as soon as they've had sex. Yeah, they usually just die or go away. Well, so one of them's English. first name is Rod. Rod Let's get Steel. that out of the so way. So Rod Steele, definitely yeah. Rod one. Rod Steele, yeah, absolutely. I uh, feel like Dick Wolf. There's one right there. <laughs> <laughs> Dick Wolf is actually pretty good. Um, Isn't he a producer on Law and Order? All of Law and Orders, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, like, like, uh, like Cliff Bulge or something like that. <laughs> oh, Cliff <laughs> Bulge. Amazing. I, these aren't exotic, though. We need, we need some foreign names in here. 
like, like Tatiana fucks a lot. Well, but it has to be a dude. Well, I guess she could be a lesbian, too. Like, let's that's, not count that yeah, out. She fucks everybody. You're right, you're right. No, you're right. How about Boris fucks a lot? Boris fucks a lot. <laughs> How about uh, Juan to lick you? Wow! Juan hey, to lick that's you. Good. That's pretty good. I like that one. Um, Horatio Gingercock. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. <laughs> He'd be like the like the French one. He'd be like a redheaded Frenchman, named Horatio Gingercock. Who who is that for? I don't know. I just you need like a version of just straight up like octopusy. Like what is the <laughs> octopusy of the universe of female? I don't James know Bond? why octopusy is supposed to be sexy to me. <laughs> He's just got eight That's pussies. Scary. I don't know what to do with even one, let alone eight. It's obviously cocktopus. Cocktopus <laughs> would be like one of the henchmen. There he it, is, Cocktopus. But every tentacle is a wiener. <laughs> just, it's Edward Penis hands all over again. He's just swimming, but it's like a propeller just flipping around in front of him. <laughs> just eight dicks. Oh, yeah, dude, Cocktopus. That's so good. That's that's a good question, Zach. That would, that would be... I would like to see that serious, to be honest. I, I think uh, it would be good for the world to... for men to be objectified a little bit. Sure. I um, certainly would like happens, it. Weirdly enough, at first space. you would. I feel like I feel like that's how it goes. Is I think at first I would be flattered, and then pretty quickly it gets annoying, and then eventually it feels predatory. Yeah, it's when it's it's when it's systemic that it really becomes a problem. And then I would be petrified. I think the fear is what I like about it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sweet, sweet, sweet. Sam, I feel like this is a good time to um, for you to do your new segment. Because we're talking about kind of the same shit. I, I didn't prepare it this week. Of my course man. you fucking didn't. <laughs> I didn't tell you I was going to do it every week. You, oh, you dirty bastard. I sat on a runway in Kansas City for four hours. Instead of Skyping with us. Yeah, so uh, should we talk about that? Well, I guess we should talk about it with Mary around. It was pretty funny. Definitely completely forgot. You guys, I fucking told you. I know, I don't, I decided yeah, I don't believe you all, did. All three of us. <laughs> also just completely independently forgot that you told us which really i think is more of a reflection on you and your communication style than us I just, yeah somehow it's your fault i just don't i i'm gonna have to before at one point i was in a rhythm that i was texting you guys every week or emailing and then i was like well we're in a rhythm now we don't need this and i guess we do i guess we do we broke the rhythm um how dare you treat us like adults yeah <laughs> i uh had definitely opened like a full bottle of champagne for that Monday, and I was like, well, can't put the cork back in. Yeah, I poured myself a drink, I packed myself a bowl, I was chatting, and then, uh, then I just, like, got blazed by myself. <laughs> As opposed to Not like usually... that's different than any other Monday, but... <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that was a funny mix-up. Yeah, I drank, like, a, a hefty quantity of champagne for a Monday. <laughs> and then you drank champagne on Saturday, also. I did. That felt awesome. We, we, Do you uh, love champagne, Zach? I actually really like drinking a bottle of champagne at functions, like, out of the bottle. I think it's really fun. <laughs> so it's, like, aesthetically pleasing for you. I feel like tea pain. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of what I feel like. So, yeah, so I did that on Saturday for a game a game afternoon that we had. It, it occurs to me, we were talking about that while uh, we were playing. We were talking about uh, drinking champagne and how one time we... Did the champagne campaign campaign where we played D&D and everyone had to drink two bottles of champagne. Yeah. And we were talking about doing that again as a one-shot. And now I'm like, what if we just recorded it 
and then that became six episodes of the podcast. Oh my god! We just do a, a really like a shit show uh, one shot. Yeah, and I wouldn't edit it at all because it needs to be as bad as possible. I think that would be a fun interlude in between, like to give Tyler some prep time. Yeah, agreed, agreed. I would actually be down to do that, but we have to definitely record on like a Saturday. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I can't do that on a Monday. I can't do. T- I can't do two. Just one. Maybe the one felt bad. <laughs> Yeah, the, the, the one time we did it, I drank both of them, and then I was like, oh, I guess I'm fine. I guess I'm the world's coolest man. And then I kept <laughs> drinking, and then I was so obliterated. Like, I, I hadn't given the, the champagne time to catch up, so I just kept drinking. Oh, boy, that was a mess. It's like edibles. Edibles only kick in when you hear them talking, sh- or when they hear you talking shit about them. And oh. like, oh, time to get you high. Can we talk about edibles a little bit? Sure can. You know I'm down. So for reasons that are still not 100% clear to me, seven months from now I will be in Amsterdam. Yes. Why? Uh, I said for reasons that are still not entirely clear to me. Oh, that's true. You did. Yeah, you did. <laughs> Who's making you how go? Many, so, okay, we, we already know that you're going to try edibles, but how many hookers are you planning on starting? Well, hold on. So I'm going to be there with... Uh, he's going to eat hookers and fuck a bunch of brownies. <laughs> nice. Nice. Uh, no, my question is either... What do you do in Amsterdam with your wife that doesn't want to do pots? Or, alternatively, how do you talk your wife that doesn't do pots into doing a pot with you? Well, so it's going to be a tough sell. I think it's going to be a bad idea all around to have her just dive into the edibles in Amsterdam. I think it's going to be a bad idea. Like, I think it's a good idea. You might as well just give her crack and just send her <laughs> on her way. Um, I mean, I'm sure, in theory, right, Amsterdam has to have, like, culture, like, Museums or like things to so do cool. beyond getting Fucking super stoned. Get smacked and go watch like a Van Gogh museum or some shit. Watch a museum? Just go look at it from Winter. outside. You're pretty high at this point. It's going to be moving around. <laughs> <laughs> um, you could definitely. I mean, there's no way you're gonna be able to even like hide it either. I was gonna suggest that like you could kind of clandestinely get high and then go do stuff, but like it's gonna be really apparent. That sounds a lot like lying to my wife to me. I mean, that's just, you know, secrets. She listens to this. Uh, well, I mean, nope, not what I said. Then. She doesn't listen to this. <laughs> um, I think, I don't know, I mean, I don't know. I think you should try to convince her to take, like, a super low-dose, delicious treat. Yeah, I know, I know I should. How? Tell her it's cool, and that only cool <laughs> kids can do it. Tell that's what they told me in health class would work. Give her an ultimatum. It's <laughs> either me... And this brownie are neither of us. It's going to be really awkward when we break up in Amsterdam right before we are on a two-week cruise. <laughs> well, I mean, I'll be around. Just let me know when the cruise is. Well, uh, it, it leaves yeah. from Amsterdam. Okay, well, just give me the dates. <laughs> if it goes poorly, give me the dates. I think you should make the argument that, um, that, that really stupid argument that people make, that, like, weed is referenced a lot in the Bible, and it's like a holy herb. I think that's the way. That's the way in... You know, that it's like God's to bold So I like that you're trying something. The issue is that she's not dumb. Like, if she were dumb, that would be primo. Like, that's up there with, it's from the earth, man. Like, that doesn't mean anything. It's natural. So are snakes. <laughs> and I also eat snakes. Asbestos, yeah, also, also from New Jersey. All the time. I wish this next article had anything to do with snakes, but it doesn't. So from fortune.com. We're going to be talking about big data meets the beer industry. In December of 2018, Deschutes Brewery uh, announced plans to lay off about 10% of its workforce. 
which isn't that unusual. Um, breweries have been laying off their workforce in recent months, but it's, it's kind of a big chunk, and so normally it would mean that they would have to cut their distribution and their production, but Deschutes has been a pretty early adopter of the kind of you know sensor-driven big data collection that we see in other fields. They have strapped sensors onto pretty much like all of their uh, employees brewing vats, oh. <laughs> and what? <laughs> Nothing. Go ahead. Great. Good interruption. Good content. I thought it was pretty. Um, that is funny. Whatever. Not, not funny enough to repeat, but it's funny. Thank you, Sam. I hate you guys. I hate you guys. <laughs> um, they 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 strapped sensors onto their equipment, and uh, so they like collected data from basically every time they brewed a beer, and they figured out. Um, you know, what was the best time to, to transfer uh, ingredients between uh, stages of the process, and they managed to really streamline their brewing process, um, and so they don't have to get rid of uh, their production now that they're getting rid of their people. And at first, it's like, damn, that's pretty shitty. They're just replacing humans with robots. But at the same time, uh, it's kind of inevitable, and it's kind of interesting and smart that Deschutes is doing it. Uh, so... I don't really know what to think about it, but it is notable. Yeah, yeah, it is notable. They are—they're not just—they're um, trying to, to leverage their system to like do other stuff, not just streamline. You know, their their um, ingredient switching. They're going to try to use like a mass spectrometer to try to nail down flavors. They're going to try to maybe use these sensors to to figure out when their machines need to be replaced. And all of that is kind of interesting and, and maybe takes some of the uh, overhead out of beer. Not that I imagine it'll lower their prices, um, but it's, it's I don't know. Again, like I said, I think it's notable that they're doing this. Yeah, I, mean, I think it's interesting. I, I think, like you said, I think this is, to some extent, feels inevitable. It's really just, like, they realized that by making their process more efficient, they had more people than they needed. Yeah. Um, and that just sort of is what it is. Yeah. I do think, like, long-term, like, if you kind of see this continue and prices don't go down, that's kind of bullshit at some point. Because if you're not really paying for labor, or you're paying for significantly less labor than you were before, like at what point do you, uh, like at what point should that kind of trickle down to the consumer? If really labor's, it's like materials and labor, and like upkeep and what you're paying for. Weirdly enough, you remind me of a, a line from a Flight of the Concord song. Uh, we're turning children into slaves just to make cheaper sneakers. Well, what's the real cost? Because those cheap sneakers don't seem that much cheaper. It's what's true. The price of your overhead. Why are we paying so much for sneakers when we got them all made by little slave kids? <laughs> Man, those kids know what they're doing. You're paying for skilled labor at that point. You put an American six-year-old in one of those things, they're going to cut their hands off right away. That's true. Can you imagine the terrible sneakers an American six-year-old would make? Yeah, that's why we're losing the space race. <laughs> that's why we need we Space Force. We can't shoe our astronauts. <laughs> You know, today it's shoes, tomorrow they're going to be making sweet-ass uh, space capsules made out of Nikes. I mean, I'm sure I've said it before on this show, but the only two countries that can put people into space right now are Russia and China, so, you know. And Amsterdam. And, well, oh, they, they can put people into space, man. Man, <laughs> they're Jamaican yeah, over look, there, too. Don't know why they're speaking Jamaican in Amsterdam, man. Anywhere with enough weed eventually becomes Jamaica. Right, yeah. <laughs> Jeez. So, uh, yeah, I guess that's that's really all about that article. I just wanted to just note that it was happening. Yeah, no, I think that's super interesting. Yeah. Um, I see that Sam has fled. He's fled on dog-based business, I believe. Dog-based business. One of his dogs is still bleeding all over the place. Yep. That time yep. of the month. 
podcast listener, you should know that um, Sam Sam is uh, running an underground dog fighting ring in his house, and so he's got one of his uh, his fighters bleeding, and that's what we're referring to. That's a hundred percent true. He's the cut man, which is why he had to leave. Exactly. He has to rub so vaseline on that dog's face. Is, oh God! Any dog, uh, any law enforcement agencies listening to this, um, Samuel Ginsburg who lives in Verona, Wisconsin, is running a dogfighting ring. Got him. That's, That's right. He's not going to be able to fly on his next flight. Like, we haven't got the no-fly list for some reason. I don't know, Zach. I feel like you've, you've already given us plenty of content, but now that Sam's not here, it really falls to you to, to tell me something amusing. I know. I'm trying to think of what hasn't been used. It's been, I think Sam was telling me, I think since, like, October or November was the last time the two of us were both on the podcast at the same time. That's crazy. So it's been a super long time, so I'm trying to think... What hasn't been done? I assume Sam has already talked about Beer and Cheese Fest. Probably. Previous weeks. That was fun. I thought it was okay. Um, people got way drunker there than I expected. Like, yeah. way drunker. Like, I've only been to one, like, beer festival, and, yeah, I got pretty smacked. I was supposed to go, like, help volunteer with um, this uh, thing from the school I was in at the time, and that did not happen. I biked home and, like, fell off my bike and then didn't go volunteer amazing yeah yeah no it was like also significantly more beer than cheese like almost no cheese whatsoever it was really dangerous <laughs> but yeah so that was cool anyone who was anyone was there um it was like a good amount of like public bullying like if you dropped your taster glass everybody would just like start cheering at you <laughs> so that was pretty sweet um that was a good time I'm trying to think what else has really even happened god dude january has just been so long so i'm glad <laughs> january's over Groundhog Day, I feel like, is a movie. So I was actually thinking about Groundhog Day because, you know, tis the season. Yeah. But, like, how long would it take you to figure out that you were supposed to be a good person? Because I feel like it would take me for forever to start bettering myself. Like, definitely, like, the killing yourself. I thought, like, that movie was, like, really accurate because he was, like, dicks around. He's a huge asshole for, like, a ton. And then he gets bored and then tries to kill himself just, like, in a thousand different ways. And I was like, yeah, that's pretty accurate. Yeah, I'd be like, I would definitely would not try to better myself. I'd be like, what's the loophole? Like, I gotta, the trick? I've played too many fucking video games, you know? I'd be like, what lamp do I have to click on and off and <laughs> to, like, get out of this room? What's the, yeah, what's the little uh, thing that's going to zap me out? Exactly. I like the one, I'd probably still be stuck in there. Yeah, he, like, learns to play the piano one day at a time. And, like, that just seemed like a ton of wasted time. That's probably years of piano that he took. Where it's like that was probably like that was probably like three or four years like every day just going in and like learning slightly more about the piano. Yeah. Like that's kind of crazy. Yeah. He learned how to fix a car. He was nice to Ned Ryerson, which seemed unnecessary, like cosmically. <laughs> that guy still seemed like a dweeb. <laughs> I'm glad you have so many thoughts about Groundhog Day. To be honest, it just seems crazy to me. That was like really he couldn't get out of the loop if he didn't buy all of the life insurance Ned Ryerson was selling like. I don't know. What if it wasn't a good rate? That's, that's true. What if he doesn't give a shit because he's a single man with no one else he cares about, so he doesn't need life Zero insurance? Zero dependence, yeah. Hmm. But if it, also, I thought it was gross that Andy McDowell just drank sweet vermouth on the rocks. I thought that was gross. I, I There are a lot of drinks I think are gross. Like, I don't get why people just drink, like, straight vodka. That's horrible to me. I mean, like, I guess even, like, the really good vodka tastes like nothing. Like, it just tastes like water that gets you drunk. I guess. But, like, that even just seems like a boring thing to do. Right. But, like, I think vermouth tastes bad. Like, any sort of, like, bitter 
sort of spirit, like vermouth, like Campari, any of that stuff. I'm just like, that's horrible. Keep it away from me. I'm not into ouzo. Oh, ouzo is so gross. Anything like yeah. anise flavored yeah. is super like bad. anise flavored, am I right? Got him. I feel like we did this. Uh, did we do this on the other podcast? Did we do the same bit? This feels really it familiar. All, it all runs together. It when does. When I was in Germany right out of high school, I was the only person who was 18. And in Germany, as you probably know, you can get beer at 16, but you can't get hard liquor until 18. Mm. So every time when we went out, I'd have to get, like, all the shots. And I remember one time I, like, ha- I ordered, like, 18 fucking Uzo shots or something like that. Disgusting. Yeah, and uh, that, that felt like maybe the lowest point of my drinking. <laughs> that was You almost hung it up right there at 18. Right. Oh, dear. I feel like if somebody ordered 18 Uzo shots, it's your job as a bartender just to say no. Right, right. Like, we're not yeah. going to do that. Yeah. But, uh, nope, nope. My, my Deutschmarks were good there. Uh, isn't that the currency they, they had they before, like, World Euro. War One? They used the Euro. Yeah, <laughs> Deutschmarks. Yeah. The good uh, old hyperinflation of the Deutschmark leading to World War Two. We all know about it. The Weimar Republic, well known. Oh, man. So, uh, Jobst was over, uh, for game night this weekend, and I only, and he's German, and I only made, like, two Holocaust jokes, which I thought was, like, good? pretty good. I thought that was, like, pretty good. An exercise in self-restraint. Yeah, uh, whenever I best a German at something, I like to, um, make some sort of World War II reference, just to really rub it in. Just to let him know that we don't forget. Exactly. Like, hey, it wasn't that long ago. Right. Oh, man. It does, yeah, it does, like, uh, Time does seem to be passing. Like, it seems like World War II was, like, 50 years ago. But that's because I was born in the 90s, you know? Like, it's really, like, 80 years old now. I think everything stays like, exactly how old it was when you, like, first started paying attention to years. Exactly. Like, the yeah. 70s feel like a lot closer. Right. Instead of 50 years ago. Oof. Yikes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, no. Someone was talking about... We were talking about something. Like, when did that happen? We're like, oh, just a couple years ago. And it was, like, 2002. <laughs> We're like, oh, God, that was a long time ago. Like, yeah, people born in 2002 can, like, almost vote. Yeah, um, people born after 9-11 are now being hired to where I work. That's crazy. It's it's very upsetting. I was, like, I was looking and I was like, this porn star was born in 1995. That's crazy. Like, that's gross. <laughs> okay. Taking it in a different direction. And I was like, they have, they just list that stuff on Pornhub. I was like, ugh, 1991? Ugh, that feels ugh. wrong. God, get get out of here. Give me some Tracy Lord, am I right? <laughs> Give me some a- ancient woman. <laughs> some 70s porno. Ugh, that was the that was the dark ages of porn. Before people Literally discovered personal dark. grooming. For some reason, everything was so much darker. It should have been. They're like, wait, that was the only time they shot porn with the lights off. It was in the 70s. They're like, ugh, ugh. You could just smell it through the camera. Bush everywhere. <laughs> Yeah, it's like the mustaches, afros, and just bush. Like everything smells like patchouli. <laughs> everything just looks like it smells like patchouli. Like right, the walls exactly. and the carpet. There's a lot of shag carpeting. I was like, this porn set must be fucking repulsive. There's a lot of shag carpeting. <laughs> this is before they realized the logistics of cleaning a porn set. Like, do you think it'd be easier if we didn't have to squeegee everything off? Like, wring out the carpets at the end. <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, boy. Yeah, I don't know if anything else really interesting has happened in my life. I'm, like, changing teams at work, but that's pretty boring. Um, They're sliding me around. And then I guess, like, I started dating someone is the other 
Like news, oh, really? Since the last time I was on the podcast. That's, yeah, that's a big one. How did how did it take so long for you to get to that? Uh, you know, I like to be tied down. <laughs> <laughs> so how long has this been going on for? Um, just like um, like a month and a half or so. So still fairly fairly recent. Cash. Oh, what's up? Cash. Yeah, no, it's um, it's still fairly new. Definitely very like fuck upable still. Like still in the stage where like. I don't think you technically need to break up. You can just still stop talking to each other. Uh-huh. I believe in you. Thank you. I appreciate that. You believe I in his ability to fuck it up? Is that exactly. what you're saying? He'll ruin it somehow. That's right. Nice. Thank you. Well, no, that's good. That's great. Um, uh, maybe they'll stick around long enough to get their own show nickname. Who knows? Ooh, that'd be exciting. Farts McGee. It would be exciting. I don't think she's going to like Farts McGee. <laughs> she also don't, I've never heard fart once, so it's hard to tell. Yeah, only a month and a half. I'm not surprised. Yeah, like we're still we're still in that stage. Has she heard you fart? Uh, no, I don't think so. Better man than me. Keep that shit inside. Cork it up all weekend. Cork it up. Where we'll was your first date? On... Oh, have you been on dates yet? We've been on dates. Um, so our first real date was at was at um the Rustic. It's almost a date. She said, I like shitty dive bars, and I said, we'll see. And I took her <laughs> to the shittiest dive bar that I frequently go to. Uh, and then we got there, and she was like, wow, I love this place. And I was just like, no. <laughs> oh, man, that place is dicey. A shithole. It's a shithole. It's an absolute shithole. God, I love that bar. I'm too classy for that place. It's so I don't good. know how that even exists. It's open at, like, 7 a.m. Well, Sam, we were really just killing time until you got back. Um, so, is it is it great in time? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Wonderful, Zachary, you're first up. All right. Um, so I had American Beauty uh, by Dogfish Head, I'm not affiliated with Kevin Spacey, that you know. So I'm going to rate rate it, Kevin. Rate. Yikes. Yikes. <laughs> um, so. Uh, one of the things that it calls out is just being made with um, granola and honey, and I think you definitely get the honey coming through. Um, it is sweet, um, and with kind of that weird sort of like tang that honey has to it. I think it's a super pleasant beer. It's really mild, um, a little hoppy, not too bad, um, and like a little bit of kind of like nuttiness from the granola, I assume. But yeah, no, I think this is a totally solid, just sort of like kick back, relax kind of beer. Um, I would give it probably a... I like a 6.6. 6. Man, that sounds uh, boring. It is boring, and I like it because it's boring. <laughs> uh, I had Perrin Brewing Company's Black, a black ale, 5.8% ABV. I mean, it was good. I enjoyed drinking it. Uh, very chocolatey, uh, malty, dark, but they don't I, – I really feel like this was a stout and not a black ale. Uh, just really had that kind of thick, full mouth feel. And so it's going to lose a couple points for not being super truthful. But, I mean, I still think it was good, so I'm going to give it a 6.3 and recommend it to, I, I, mean, I don't know, if you like dark beer, it's a good dark beer. It's not anything, like, remarkable, but it's good. So there you go. How about you, Samuel? I had Firestone Nitro Merlin Milk Stout, which early I complimented for being like, this is a good execution of a nitro beer, which is a thing I don't really like. And... About halfway through, it hit the point that I'm really used to in a nitro beer, where it tastes like, like not like it's smooth, but like it's watery. Uh huh. Yep. Um, and and from there, I'm like, oh, this is 
makes me think about backwash, and I don't like to drink anything while I think about the concept of backwash. So, I don't know, nitros. I don't know why I do you. I guess I'll give this a 5.1. I, I would recommend this to someone who likes um, Metro Milk Stouts, because I have a feeling it's good at that, but n nitros, man. Yeah, I can't disagree with you. Do you know what you'll be drinking next week? I got some hot pepper bullshit burning a hole in my fridge. Alright, look for hot pepper bullshit coming to you next week. Anytime um, I see hot pepper beer at the store, I'm like, well, I have to have that on my show. God damn it. I like hot pepper beers, but still, I feel like my brand is so established that I just need to keep doing that. It's what the fans love. It's what they crave. It's why they keep coming back. Yeah, it's why I keep coming like, back. I hope he's drinking some hot pepper bullshit. Zach, thank you for, for being here, and um, I hope you enjoy slash Ed your football game. Yeah, it's impossible to talk about it in this weird sort of uh, temporal loop that we've got here, but thank you. I appreciate the thought. Sure thing. Uh, listener, if you have anything to say about the big game, you can email us at BrewsdayTuesdayPodcast at gmail.com. You can tweet at us at BrewsdayTuesday. You can comment on our links at BrewsDays.com. Don't the best. Keep it down, and we'll see everybody in the next episode. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Comes up here. Catch all your tears. Drink the remedy, forget about your problems. Here comes a shot, lose all your thoughts. Drink the remedy, forget about your problems. This one's on me, fix you for free. Drink the remedy, forget about everything. This one's on me, got what you need, and take your medicine. You feel Thanks better. for uh, covering for me there. I got I got a text from Emily that just said help. <laughs> so it wasn't even about the dog.